0: How long will you play Captain Marvel for? I don't know. I don't know. Does anyone want me to do it again? You are not the only thing standing between this and the universe. Our team. At this point, I'm pretty certain that I've seen roadside tacos stands with better quality control than whatever the heck they've got going on over at Marvel right now. It is finally here, the Marvels, the long-awaited sequel to 2019's Captain Marvel. It's now in theaters, so let's talk about it. And heads up, by the way, if you are new to how we do things here, I'm gonna be getting into spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie yet and you don't wanna know what happens, then I would say pause this video and come back to it later because we are going to be getting into specifics here. I've been kind of going back and forth over the best way to summarize the plot, because that's just what I do in these videos. But if this all sounds confusing, honestly, don't blame me. That's just kind of how this movie is. It's sort of all over the place. This movie opens up in the wake of the collapse of the Kree Empire after Captain Marvel went ahead and destroyed the Supreme Intelligence, which was the AI entity that basically controlled their society. After she did that, the Kree descended into a civil war which eventually led their planet to be barren. It's got no air, it's got no sunlight, it's just a bad place to be and the Kree actually specifically blame Captain Marvel for all this happening going so far as to call her the Annihilator. Not uh, not a very flattering nickname. Enter Darben, the main antagonist of this film who is on a quest to restore Hala, the Kree homeworld, to its former glory. She is played by someone who I was not previously familiar with with uh, actress Zawe Ashton, and I have a lot of thoughts of her in this role, but for now suffice to say that in the hopes of restoring her home planet, Darbin has managed to retrieve one of the quantum bands, which is basically like a power bracelet MacGuffin thing that actually exists in a hair, uh, Dara Ben now has one of the bands and the other band is in the possession of Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel. With this quantum band and her magic hammer weapon, Darben is able to create jump points in space, but they are unstable since she only has one of the quantum bands. And I apologize if this is already confusing, but it's only going to go downhill from here. In any case, though, some of these unstable jump points are discovered by S.W.O.R.D., who then send Monica Rambeau and Captain. Marvel to investigate them. And it just so happens that both Monica Rambeau and Captain Marvel separately, upon discovering these mysterious glowing space anomalies, they of course independently both decide that the best course of action is to try to touch the thing with their bare hands. Which, you know, is just good practice in space and science generally. After all, the scientific method, when you think about it, is mostly about just getting in there with with your hands and, and feeling the world. Gloves, caution, testing, who needs any of that? Definitely not Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau, who both have backgrounds in science, I'll tell you that. We have so much more to talk about when it comes to this film, but I do want to say a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Beam. If you're anything like me and you consistently have trouble sleeping, then you'll know how much. a bad night's sleep can affect the rest of your day and just throw everything off course. Studies show that poor sleep can cause things like weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and even lower productivity. And not only that, but sleeping less than six to seven hours per night is also linked to reduced white blood cell count. I've never been a good sleeper. Unfortunately, I'm one of those people who take forever to fall asleep, and I'm also prone to waking up in the middle of the night and guess what? Having trouble falling back asleep again. And that is why I'm so, so happy to have Beam Dream in my life. If you haven't heard of it, Beam's Dream Powder is their health hot cocoa for sleep. And today, you guys, my audience, get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. It's now available in delicious seasonal flavors like cinnamon cocoa, sea salt caramel, and white chocolate peppermint. Dream contains a powerful and all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. I've tried other aids to help get to sleep and stay asleep, but frankly, I would often wake up feeling foggy, like everything was on Slow motion, but with Beam's Dream Powder, that doesn't happen. A recent clinical study revealed that Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. What I do before bedtime is I mix Beam Dream into a mug of hot milk before I go to sleep, and not only has it become a really nice, soothing part of my bedtime routine, it's also just a little treat for me. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, take advantage of their biggest sale of the year and get up to 50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com Lauren. Discount is auto-applied at checkout, so you don't actually need a code. That's shopbem.com slash Lauren for up to 50% off. And a huge thank you to Beam not only for their awesome product, but also for sponsoring this video. But this fondling of the space anomalies for reasons that I still don't think make sense Each of the powers of Captain Marvel, Kamala Khan, and Monica Carambo becoming intertwined. And so now, if any of the trio happen to use their powers at the same time, they actually switch places. It's just a mechanic that we saw in the trailers, and that throughout the entirety of this movie gave me a headache. Back to Darben though. Now that she has the quantum band, and she's creating all these unstable jump points, her first stop is a supposed peace summit at a Skrull refugee colony. Now, these peace talks go south uh, almost immediately, basically, at which point Darben declares to the Skrull refugee that, hey guys, I'm actually just gonna go ahead and steal your atmosphere. I'm not even kidding. She creates another jump point leading back to Hala, which sucks up all of the air from the planet that the Squall are on and sends it back to hollow. And here's the thing when it comes to these like sci fi superhero movies, the science, it's always sketchy and it doesn't make sense because I mean, you know, this is, these are just movies. They don't really need to make sense. Objectively, the Infinity Stones were stupid. Vision being the super powered, almost magical AI being, that's kind of stupid. And you know what? That's all kind of fine because something can be like objectively, if you think about it scientifically and rationally, stupid, but still fun and kind of cohesive in universe. But that's not what's happening here. Even with the level of of suspension of disbelief that I had, knowing I'm watching a Marvel superhero movie where there's Brie Larson flying around glowing, I still, while watching this baby-faced actress blast a hole in the sky, creating a portal to another planet in order to suck out the other planet's air, could not help but think to myself, wow, this is really dumb. In any case, the literal atmosphere being stolen from the planet uh, means that Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and Monica Rambeau, who, by the way, also has powers here. She's entangled our light-based powers, so we switch places whenever we use them. Strong theory. You can absorb light. I can see it. And Kamala. Who's Kamala? Hi. can turn light into physical matter, which I have never heard of. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't really make sense either. Anyway, now the Marvels are scrambling, trying to rescue as many Skrull from basically suffocating as possible before the planet becomes unlivable. Because everything is happening so fast, though, they don't manage to save everybody, and Kamala Khan, uh, she actually wants to stay longer to try to help more people, but Captain Marvel, she has to be the one to say, no, we just have to leave now and save whoever we can. So they end up leaving quite a lot of people just, or Skrull at the very least to just die. And even though you would think that this was a pretty heavy moment, I mean, hundreds of beings have just perished because you weren't able to save them. Actually, uh, the film moves on from that pretty quickly. I mean, there's like literally just two minutes where it's kind of like, oh, sucks to suck. And then I'm not even getting my favorite detail from this movie is that because you now have all of these Skrull refugees who are once more without anywhere to go, where do you send them? Well, where you send all refugees, of course, Earth's Europe. I'm not even kidding, a Tessa Thompson who plays Valkyrie has like a little cameo in this movie where she appears to take all of the scrolls back to New Asgard, which yeah, is in Norway. It's at this point though that the Marvels actually realize what Darben is trying to do. She is trying to steal different resources from other planets in order to try to rebuild Hala. And so with that in mind, they managed to deduce that the next planet Darben is gonna be going after is called Aladna because it's basically just full of water. And it is at this point in the movie where things get real stupid. And don't get me wrong, it's not like up until this point The movie was going amazingly well. But the tonal shift that happens in this film once they arrive on Aladna, there's just no, you can't, mm mm-mm. You see, Aladna apparently is a musical planet, i.e. their language is singing, in English. And actually, if you try to talk to them without singing, they just, they don't understand you. So what follows next in the movie is like a 10 minute, almost musical number. Complete, by the way, with Brie Larson, not only singing, but also magically changing outfits. It's just, okay, I get that Marvel films are kind of fun and they lean into that comedic aspect a lot. But this sequence in the film, honestly, it felt like a throwaway episode of a daytime weekend TV show. This did not belong in a multi- $300 hundred million dollar Marvel film. I mean, I guess if nothing else, we were all reminded that Brie Larson actually does have quite a nice singing voice. In any case, back to the plot of the film something that i think even the writers at this point kind of forgot about apparently Darben has been in contact with the leader of aladna and is planning like another peace talk summit thing as a ruse and so the marbles make a plan to try to surprise Darben and hopefully steal the quantum ban from her and it was at this point in the film that i realized the writers uh could not give a flying f about the film that they were working on. For two reasons, namely, number one, uh, there is absolutely no reason why Darben, before she creates these uh, jump points, needs to set up these fake peace summits. Like basically, she just shows up with her men, introduces herself, they talk for like five minutes and then she's like, oh, this isn't working. I guess I'm just going to, you know, steal your planet's essence. And it's like, you could have just done that right away. Like, it's not like you needed pretense to get on the planet's surface because when you create these jump points, like you can be in, in the air, you could even seemingly be outside the atmosphere. You literally could have just showed up, created the jump point and then left. Like there's, there's no need, to have that pretense of a diplomatic meeting whatsoever. The second thing that also really doesn't make sense here is that the plan, the Marvel's devise to get the quantum band from Darbin, also not really a plan. I mean, their plan is basically like, okay, she'll show up and then we attack her. It's like, that's that's also not a plan. I mean, these are just low IQ moves from the characters. It's almost as if the people who are writing this were like, okay, we need to have like, you know, a ruse from the bad guy. And we also need to have like, you know, the good guys have a plan of attack. And so they tried to cram in like the weakest examples of those things that didn't really need to be in the film and actually made it weaker. All that to say though, that ultimately the Marvel's plan does not work. And Darben is successful in stealing Aladna's water. And here's the thing, the way it happens in the film, uh, Captain Marvel is still trying to fight Darben and save the planet, but eventually it's Kamala Khan who has to be the one to say, no, we've got to go. I don't want her getting my quantum band because by the way, if that happens, it's really bad. So let's just leave. So the Marvels once more end up leaving a planet to a doomed fate. So you would think that this would be again cause for, whoa, emotional resonance. I mean, without water on their planet, all of those people are going to die. How many lives is that? Hundreds of thousands? Millions? Billions? I mean, it does seem like a smaller planet, but still, this is heavy stuff. Basically, you just watch a genocide unfold. It's like, no, they they get over it pretty quick. I mean, they have stuff to do after all. You can't, can't keep living in the past. And so they figure out that the next planet Darben is targeting this time for their son is... And the way that they come to this information is that Captain Marvel realizes that all the planets Darbin is targeting are ones that mean a lot to her personally because Darbin is trying to hurt Captain Marvel as much as possible, which I would have guessed would mean that Captain Marvel would be especially hurt by these planets being destroyed, but... So anyway, they travel back to Earth and this is where the final battle with Darbin happens. By the way, as the Marvels are tackling all of this out in space, Nick Fury is simultaneously chilling uh, at this sword space station orbiting Earth. And we see throughout the film that the cat slash Flurkin or whatever thing that was in the first movie, Captain Marvel, uh, that's also still in this movie. He, or I guess she, has been laying these eggs throughout the space station. Eggs that then hatch into these baby Flurkins slash kittens, which is very convenient because the space station that contains hundreds of people, it's actually malfunctioning and, you know, ab- about to go down in flames. But they don't have a ton of lifeboats, so the only way they can save everybody is by making the little kitten Flurkins eat the scientists and all the people who are in the space station, getting those tiny kittens into the life rafts, and then once they're on Earth, the kittens slash can throw up the people. Did that little Flurkin detail really need to be in the film? Did it change the outcome of the plot at all? No, was it a way to insert cute cat? meme stuff into the film and I guess extend its otherwise pretty short runtime? I guess. But anyway, the Marvels do face off against Darben, who is successful in getting both Quantum Bands, as we knew was going to happen. Like, the villain, they always get the MacGuffin that they're after. So Darben does create another jump point to, I guess, suck in Earth's Sun to Hala. Again, guys, the science here is just, it's it doesn't make sense, but we're moving on. However, because she now has two Bands and it's just like it's too much power, she ends up also or accidentally creating a, a full-on rip in the space-time continuum. Just, gosh, hate it when that happens, don't you guys? That does kill her though, so at least that's that problem taken care of. But now the Marvels need to fix the rip in the space-time continuum. So Captain Marvel and Kamala Khan transfer their powers or they supercharge Monica Rambo. Doesn't really make sense, but again, just doesn't matter. What matters is that Monica Rambo is the one who ultimately goes and tries to, with her laser beam powers, heal or fix reverse? I don't know. The rip in the space-time continuum, but as she's doing that, she ends up getting caught on the other side of the tear, i.e. in a parallel universe. And this doesn't make sense to me because, I mean, if you are closing a tear, I feel like you should, in theory, be able to do that from the side of the parallel universe or from the side of this universe. She chose to do it from the other side. Okay. She is successful in closing the rip, but she traps herself in that parallel universe. But aside from Monica Rambeau being yeeted into another dimension, all is well uh, on Earth and everything, and in order to make amends for, you know, kind of causing their society to crumble, Captain Marvel does return to Hala and actually uses her own powers to recharge their son, and now they're okay. And that's basically the end. There is this little scene before the end of the film where Kamala Khan goes to try and, I guess, create her own young female Avengers, starting uh, with Hawkeye's Kate Bishop. And guys, there's so much to say about this film, but even just having recounted what happens in the movie, I am exhausted. I've said for a while now that these superhero films are way too convoluted, and this movie is no exception, which is also simultaneously strange because this is not a long movie I actually think that it's it's a good length not every movie needs to be over two hours but still there's simultaneously just so much stuff that's happening but also the stuff doesn't make sense again the sci-fi superhero science uh, in this film is some of the dumbest that I've ever seen at no point was I convinced or immersed and also I feel like because they were going with like planet killing powers the writers clearly wanted the stakes to be really high and the emotional gravity to be very severe but it was kind of undercut by the fact that the character didn't seem to give a crap that entire planets and populations were being just like wiped out. And so as a viewer, my question is like if even they don't care, why should I? Everything just felt really superficial, including the villain here. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I was watching Jeremy Yon's, or John's, uh, his review, and he was basically characterizing Darben as like off-brand, pander, Ronin, which is so accurate. She really is kind of like Ronin, but just worse in every way. She's not intimidating, she's not scary, no offense to the actress, but she does not have the gravitas that I think is necessary to be a formidable villain. I mean, for all the crazy stuff that Jonathan Majors has been embroiled in, at, at at least the man has, like, you know, some stage presence. Same thing with Christian Bale. I thought he was another great villain they've had recently. This late, she, this was not it. And throughout the whole movie, the actress has, like, these crazy eyes as if she could just kind of... St- you into being intimidated, which I'm sorry, but it's just not how that works. Onto the other cast members, like you guys are probably gonna disagree with me, but I actually don't think Brie Larson is terrible in the role of Carol Danvers. Is she amazing? No, has she probably been a publicity nightmare for Disney? Yes, but could there have been worse people on screen? I think so. And I'd say that also holds true for the actresses who play Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau. They're fine individually. The issue that I had is that between the three of them, chemistry? Who is she? Never met her. And I get that on-screen chemistry is a really hard thing to quantify, and it's probably subjective, whether it's there or it's not. There are some on-screen duos who are so magnetic together, it's almost like you crave them having more screen time. In fact, that recently happened with the twins uh, in the movie Bullet Train. They weren't the main characters. They were just supposed to be secondary characters, but they played off of each other so well that now people are actually demanding, wanting a spinoff featuring on them specifically because they were so much fun to watch. The Marvels is a film that is specifically about and dedicated to to these three characters working together, being a team together, and yet I felt nothing. In some ways, the team dynamic here should have almost been like a mini Avengers movie. But watching these three women on screen, for me at least, felt like watching three work colleagues, like not even acquaintances. We're talking like they're in different departments, they cross each other in the hallways sometimes, and maybe there's even a little bit of bad blood between them because, you know, one of them used the other's coffee mug or something. Like that was the vibes I was getting watching this. In terms of whether this movie is woke, because that's another aspect we like to talk about on this channel. I mean, there's basically no men in this film that even my dad picked up on, and he's not usually one that focuses on that stuff too much. But I guess the bright side there is it's not as if they're making men look stupid in this film, but that's just because there's, there's not really men to speak of. And at the end of the day, being totally honest here, this is not me trying to be a hater. The Marvels is one of the worst films, I think, that the MCU has put out. It feels loveless and formulaic. And that's not to say it's completely terrible, the worst movie ever, objectively. But I mean, considering that this is a Marvel film and that used to mean something in terms of quality, yes, this is a disappointment. And as a reference for whatever it's worth, I would much rather rewatch Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania then watch this again. Those are just my thoughts though. And as always, here is what Papa Chen has to say. I know it's been a hot minute since he was back on this channel, but we do have a ton of reviews for movies coming up. So you will be seeing a lot more of him in
1: short time. I think this movie is not bad and it's not good either. I think I will give it a six and a half. The way I see that, they still have the audience, the young teenagers and certain teenagers like a college student, they find it action, they may like it. But for adults, like me and other adults, I find it is, I wouldn't pay to see this movie. I'll run away until it come on Netflix. Because this movie is honestly very average. What did you
0: think of the writing of this
1: movie? Nothing creative at all. You know, like uh, not like previous Marvel superhero movies. I think those periods are gone. So that's why they want to come up with new superhero, but I think they chose the wrong (laughs) superhero. You know, these three women in this movie, I find they are quite, in my opinion, they are not interesting to look at, especially <laughs> the the young girl. I find it like a, they could have choose a better better actress to do that role. You
0: found her annoying,
1: eh? Yeah, annoying. I find she's kind of annoying.
0: This movie uh, is not projected to do very well at the box office. I think it's supposed to be Marvel's worst opening weekend. Do you think they're going to make money?
1: You You see, Marvel movies, So far, I've seen almost all of them. Very rarely, you see them, they lose money. Because Marvel, their name is almost like a a guarantee to make money. Whether this movie will make a lot of money, I doubt it. But now, you see there's two things what they did quite clever. The first one, they use diversity. They use a lot of East Asian actresses and actors there, and is you know East Asian movies like Bollywood always singing, dancing, that right away fit in. And if they show in India, like a Pakistan, all that they will have the audience. And These also, yeah, okay. and also don't forget they also have a Chinese print. So if they I think show Korean. Korean to a lot of Chinese like a uh, movie gold. Good enough. Lo- good enough. Close enough. So I think those two markets, they will bring extra money for them, which other Marvel may not count on. And another thing is this movie is not like in the past Marvel movies two and a half hours, three hours. Because young people, young teenagers, they don't have the patience and they don't want to understand the logic of the movie. This one is just an hour and a half, they sit and watch the movie before the patient runs out, finish. So I think they, they will be okay. If you ask me where they will make a lot of money, Highly unlikely.
0: All right, so the Marvels. Have you seen it yet? Are you planning to see it? And if you've already gone to see it, what did you think? Let us know down below. That's it for now. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.